the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Our oh dose. Mm-hmm. Another week here of the Andrea K. Show, and another giveaway a little bit later on in the show. I'm thinking about the bottom half of the hour. We're going to be giving away yet again. Don't say AK never gives you anything. We're going to be giving y'all a pair of tickets to the Padres game on not just any night, but Faith and Family Night, which is Saturday, July 30th. I believe that's coming up this coming Saturday. Am I right? Do I got my calendar right, DJ Skins? That's this coming Saturday. It's it's, uh, uh, it's such an amazing night. Uh, There's uh, not just the game, of course, which is against, let's see, who are they playing that night? Uh, they're playing the Minnesota Twins. Um, but then after the game, there's uh, Christian Music from San Diego and Philip Wickman. There's also Q&A with the players. It's just a super phenomenal, fun night. And, of course, you know, it's just glorious being in San Diego weather at Petco Park. So definitely stay tuned for that. Super easy. Just going to need to be the fifth caller. We ain't going to make you jump through hoops or anything like that. All right. Speaking of jumping through hoops. Here we are again. At least if Fauci has his way, he's going to have us uh, jumping through hoops. And I'm wondering what hoops uh, might be coming our way. Fauci is back to wanting us to jump through hoops regarding COVID. But then also I'm wondering um, what might be coming our way in terms of jumping through hoops to avoid the monkeypox. Here to discuss is Steve Mosher from the Politically Incorrect Guide to Pandemics. The title alone makes you want to read it, right? And he's also president of of the Population Research Institute and a leading authority on China, and he joins me. We had so much fun having him on last time. We had to have him back. Thank you for being here. Well, it's good to be with you, Andrea. Okay, so hmm, let's see. Do we start with fraud, Fauci? Let's, or do we start with? Let's talk about the World Health Organization declared today a public health emergency over over the monkeypox virus. And I'm no health expert. I'm not like you. I'm not like an, an expert on pandemics. Um, but I find this confusing, and maybe you can help me f- figure it out, Steve, um, how this could be at a global um, emer- public health emergency when 96% of those getting it and, and transmitting it are gay men. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, this is more fear porn, right? And and we've lived through uh, two and a half years of fear porn about the coronavirus, primarily propagated by, of course, originally by the People's Republic of China, the Chinese Communist Party, where which put, produced videos of people dropping dead in the streets of Wuhan, and then helped along the road by the World Health Organization, Dr. Tedros Ghebreyesus, who overrode his own advisory commission to declare a pandemic. I mean, what's the point of having an advisory commission of experts 
if your resident non-medical doctor, mm-hmm. head of the World Health Organization, proxy for China, frontman for China, is going to override them and simply declare a pandemic anyway. And then, of course, we've got Fauci. I don't know whether Fauci will weigh in much on the monkey pox, but he wants us to go back to masking, for goodness sake. Well, um, yeah. You know. Well, here's yeah. But I, I I've got a couple of clips on on Fauci and the mask in, in a minute. But I, I want to stay on this in the monkeypox because I see I'm seeing some similarities. I'm concerned when um, I'm seeing some similarities in terms of rollout uh, from originally going back into early 2020 and this thing with the monkeypox. Let me tell you a similarity. Um, the main. People, there is a small group of citizens around the world who are primarily getting this and suffering from it, just like COVID. One of the biggest lies that was shoved on us with COVID was that everybody had an equal chance of getting it and giving it. And when they know that according to very it, to differing reports, that it's anywhere from a 96 to 98 percent um, about gay men and gay sex, that that's the community, that then there's no reason for them to be issuing some kind of global and, and literally stating, um, that it's a, that, um, that it is potentially escalating into a pandemic. To say that it could be into a pandemic is to assert that it's not, uh, that it, it that it is something that affects all groups and it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, look, unless there's been some genetic alteration, uh, you know, either through evolution or intentional genetic manipulation, which we can't. I mean, we know there are labs in China doing intentional genetic manipulation of lots of viruses, including the monkeypox. But unless it has been intentionally genetically manipulated, it's not a significant bio threat. It's never before been considered a high threat pathogen in the past. Now, and I would say that, you know, when it first broke out, my goodness, where did it come from? It was associated with two large European raves in the Canary Islands, which were gay pride events, which drew 80,000 people. Mm-hmm. And, and there you go. That's where it started. It comes, it's, uh, it's a West African clad, they call it. It's a strain of the virus. People went to Canary Islands, had risky sex, and then carried it all around the world. But it's mostly limited. To, to men who have sex with men, gay men. And, and then you see on CNN, you see in these other places, you see pictures of people with smallpox, and, and they say, well, those, those are victims of the monkeypox. No, they're not. They're, mm. These are pictures of smallpox, right. uh, which has been eliminated from the planet over you know, a quarter of a century ago. So there's a lot of fear porn going on here as well. And I think we're far enough into this thing to know that even if they tried to genetically manipulate it uh, to make it more infectious, uh, they failed. Right. Uh, you've got to get up close and personal. I mean, really personal uh, before you get this thing. Well, one of the things I'm glad for, when you look at the World Health Organization, there are those that are lamenting that all they can really do right now is issue these warnings. They can't really go across the, the different countries and, and impose mandates. But that's what the Biden administration was going to try to do. Um, with let's, let's remind everybody uh, the different um, documents. I can't remember now what they were called. Do you remember, Skins, what they were called? The, there was some kind of, of documents that they were trying to, or regulations they were trying to get passed at the uh, summit 
that took place that would involve the United States of America giving our sovereignty over as it relates to public health, in which the World Health Organization would have the power to impose mandates on us. And they pulled that from being voted on under pressure from the government. I mean, under pressure from the public and some people in the media. So as of right now, we're lucky that we don't have that or the World Health Organization could be using this non-pandemic issue to uh, impose crackdowns on us. Um, I do want to point out before we get into Fauci, we're talking to uh, Steve Mosher from the Politically Incorrect Guide to Pandemics and uh, president of Population Research Institute. One of the, Breitbart had a really good uh, article out, uh, Steve, and pointing out the hypocrisy in terms of behavior shaming. That here we've got this supposed global issue public health crisis going on. It involves one segment of the population and that... Um, during the coronavirus, as Breitbart puts it, during the coronavirus pandemic for two whole years, every facet of normal life was condemned as the equivalent of committing mass murder. Um, you couldn't um, go to gather to worship God. You couldn't attend funerals. You couldn't visit nursing homes. Allowing a mask to slip under our nose, um, you know, uh, equated us to, you know, walking death. But here we've got this supposed global crisis with a gay community and nobody's calling, calling for their bathhouses to be shuttered. Um, um, nobody's uh, knocking on doors to break up gay sex parties. Nobody's uh, showing images of the specter of death walking through gay neighborhoods. I think it's important to point this out, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, you've got New York City health officials uh, saying that, you know, these cases are multiplying in, in gay bathhouses. Uh, the New York City Health Department says that cases have tripled in the last week. And nearly all of them are with uh, with gay men. Okay, so so then why? Where are the experts saying that gay men should be asked maybe to cut back on anonymous orgies, or maybe they should should think about even even abstaining for a while? You know, nobody Andrea ever died from lack of sex. Okay, <laughs> but when but when one but when but when one of the one of the doctors in the New York New York City Health Department, uh, Doctor Weiss, said. Uh, maybe we should just uh, call for temporary abstinence. He was slammed by everybody because, mm-hmm. you know, we can be denied. We, we, we people can be denied access to church. Access, our kids can be denied access to education. Um, but, but heaven forbid if, mm-hmm. if, if, they, if they miss one orgy. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if you believed in and in, in if you believe in not being forced to be jabbed, um, you're you're denied a religious exemption and called, you know, somebody that wants to kill grandma. Um, getting back to, to COVID, you mentioned Fauci. And yeah, um, a couple of things that he said today were absolutely, um, you know, you would think. It, it, well, let me even rewind back to the first hour of the show. I said Democrats can never sell their agenda with truth and with facts. They always have to lie. And when caught in their lies, they never admit that they were wrong. They No, they they get, they double down on their lies and they actually try to gaslight the American people as to um, their success that they've had. Here is Fauci. I want to play this clip for you because in this clip, Steve, um, not only is he not admitting that none of the COVID crackdowns worked and that they, they actually killed Americans and destroyed an economy and destroyed jobs. No, he's saying we didn't go far enough enough with his crackdowns skins please play clip four we know now two and a half years later that anywhere from 50 to 60 percent of the transmission occur from someone without symptoms either someone who never will get symptoms 
or someone who is in the pre-symptomatic stage. Had we known that then, the insidious nature of spread in the community would have been much more of an alarm and there would have been much, much more stringent uh, restrictions in the sense of very, very heavy encouraging people to wear masks, physical distancing or what have you. Steve. The, the 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 point the the push and the justification for the lockdowns back when it was was because of the lie of an asymptomatic spread. What is he talking about here? He's lamenting. He's he's looking back with using the furthering the lie of asymptomatic spread to basically lament. In my opinion, that he's wishing that they had pushed and convinced Trump to go along with Australia level lockdowns on this country because they know that they've lost a, a large percentage of the American people that they had hoped to force into submission your thoughts well and they 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 forced uh of course the uh, the blue states into submission because the blue state governors were happy to behave as about little tyrants uh the red states they weren't nearly so successful mm-hmm. in doing and i'm i'm you know i'm speaking to you from uh, uh from florida so um we we survived here quite handily uh without all the masking and lockdowns and, and church closings and so forth right after the first couple of weeks but here's Here's the man almost single-handedly responsible for the failed COVID policies of the last two-plus years. And, and he's still, he's a study in confusion at the time. You'd think he would have learned over the last years something about the field he's supposed to be an expert in. By the way, which is viruses, it's not public health. It's not public health. He doesn't understand public health at all, apparently. He expressed wildly conflicting opinions about the, how lethal and contagious the coronavirus was. Now he's talking about asymptomatic transmission my goodness that was the excuse for masking and social distancing mm-hmm. right from the beginning yes and now he's back with this for round two uh fooled me once shame on me uh you know um, yeah and he's also uh, and now he's also fight. yeah and he's saying that um you know uh, americans should wear masks in schools places of work any place quote that brings people together in a closed environment uh, on no basis whatsoever no basis. There's no justification for that. Do we have do we have a variant going around? Yeah. And it's not one that's causing hospitalizations of anybody. There there's just what this is is these are these dictators, these tyrants, these he is the quintessential deep state political operative who was never elected, who was given complete power over this country that he did not deserve and should not have had, had it handed to him and it didn't go far enough as as far as he's concerned and they're wanting they're wanting another bite at the apple. I think that uh do you think they're going to get it? I mean, where do you see this? You're an expert in China. Let's you're an expert in all things pandemic. This OMA, this variant we've got right now isn't going to provide them the justification for lockdowns again. How do you see this playing out long term? Are they going to find another excuse? Well, I think they're desperately looking for an excuse right now because uh, the Biden administration is failing on every front domestically and, and foreign policy as well. So here you have a political operative in a white lab coat uh, who goes on TV every time he can to try to scare us back into submission. And I think the, the fear porn will only intensify as we get closer to the November election because they'd love to keep uh, poll watchers out of the polling areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd love to do massive mail-in ballots all over the country, not just in, in California. Uh, and But, but what, what has he learned? I mean, remember, this is a guy who two years ago was touting a pandemic model from the Imperial College in London that said millions and millions of Americans were going to die unless we locked down. What is going to be their excuse this time? Another failed model? The mask won't work. We all understand the virus is a thousand times smaller 
than the the gaps in the ordinary uh, face mask. We all understand that there have been studies now done in multiple countries showing that the masks don't stop the, the spread of the virus. We all understand that this is a serious uh, seasonal flu that we're now going to have to live with forever in the same way that we live with the variants of the Spanish flu back in 1918. Uh, we understand that. It won't work. They're going to have to come up with something new. Monkeypox won't work because it's got a very limited distribution. Uh, you know, we know how to prevent monkeypox. Uh, just be- behave yourself. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's really simple. You don't need you don't need a comma MD degree or a PhD uh, when it comes to the monkeypox. Behave yourself. You heard it here on the Andrea K Show from Steve Mosher. Tell everybody where they can get your book, the uh, politically incorrect guide to pandemics. Well, tomorrow's the official publication date. You can get it from Amazon. Uh, you can also get it from us actually at our Institute Population Research Institute, and I'll be happy to sign. Any copies that we send out, pop.org is the website, pop.org. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, now y'all stay tuned. We got breaking news straight out of Kamala Harris's mouth. Where do y'all get a load of this? And where do you get a load of, of the hot air that Al Gore is blowing? We got more coming up. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. Okay. It's the Andrea Kay show on the Answer San Diego. Here, okay? <laughs> It'll be here better than before. Okay, yesterday is gone. Yesterday is gone. Okay, it's gone. <laughs> and listen, full stop, it is gone. Okay. <laughs> full stop, okay? Kamala Harris laid out some breaking news for the country today. Are y'all ready for it? Are you ready for it, Skins? I mean, this was actually like I, my my jaw hit the floor when I heard this today. I was like, are you kidding me? How This is something I never knew. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, f- for real, full stop. Okay, by the way, um, one of my, my buddies actually sent me, uh, found her on Facebook. So we got to get her on and maybe do like a Friday. Oh, that'd Friday. be phenomenal. Like maybe do an interview with her. Uh, maybe ask her if she wants to weigh in on this, because this was uh, literally, I kid you guys not, this is a true statement from Kamala Harris. This is her sharing breaking news if for the country. you call us. Yeah, for, this is breaking news. Uh, let us know if this is news to you. 888-344-1170. Skins, please play clip nine. Women are getting pregnant every day in America, and this is a real issue. Did you hear that? Do we need to play that again? Women are getting pregnant every day in America. And this is a real issue. Yes, that was it. She literally said today, women are getting pregnant every day in America. This is a real issue. Say what? <laughs> um, yeah, um, no wonder they're propping Biden up like weekend at Bernie's. I mean, they're, when you're so bad that even... A Joe Biden is considered preferable to you when he literally, I mean, y'all heard Diamond and Silk earlier, everything they described about him. I mean, you, you know, he has no cognitive faculties, doesn't know where he is, tries to hate, shake hands with ghosts. Well, it's why she was the first Democrat uh, out of the primaries. Right. Um, I, 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 it still defies logic. I get that they wanted a, a female and, a, and one of color, but didn't they have anybody else that they could pluck? I mean, come on. Bueller. 
Uh, women are getting pregnant every day in America. I'll, here's where I'm going to defend Kamala. Here's where I'm going to defend her. Because to the left, that is a crisis that women are getting pregnant in this country. couple reasons why it's a crisis for them. It's a crisis for them because they actually don't want the traditional American family to grow. They want they the only families they're interested in are the ones that they can import from around the world to use as their voting class going forward. They want although although it really defies logic because how do they think the, that those families are going to be paid for if we don't have the hardworking taxpaying families of this country continuing to procreate and grow and have kids that are going to actually be hardworking and instead of coming from a sense of entitlement. We are vastly going to be getting close to the point to where it will be more takers than makers because when, that's when you completely, that's when a country is done. So, so it legit, it, as stupid as that sounds, because she's making it sound like it's breaking news, women are getting pregnant every day. Like, how'd that happen? You know, I, I, they are the, you know, they are the party that, that doesn't seem to understand that there is male, there is female. And those two have to come together, and that's how a baby is made. I mean, the Democrats seem to have abandoned anything related to biological, you know, science and biology and science and reproductive, you know, uh, systems. So in that sense, I guess, you know, she could be confused. Um, but it is they do consider it a crisis. And they certainly consider it a crisis if it involves women wanting to stay at home and be homemakers with the man assuming the traditional role and going out and with with the wife at home, homeschooling children. Man, it really is a crisis for the Democrats when we've got a woman, a soccer mom, staying home, homeschooling her kids, watching what they're watching on TV and not sitting them in front of drag queens. Yeah, that's a real issue for the Democrats. Yeah, it is. And we've got some shocking information to share with you guys in our next segment that has to do with the transgender push of children and the recruitment of children. Um, but is it time now? Should we, should we, is it time to give back? I haven't heard. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about giving back with Al Gore, but I think we're going to give back in a different way. We're going to give back in a different way. We're going to save Al Snore. We're going to save Al Gore for, for the next segment. You know what? I'm just having too, too much of a good time talking about Kamala. And I, I, I want to give, I, I think it's time to give away my tickets. Who wants to win a, a pair of tickets to go to the Padres, fam, Faith and Family Night, uh, Saturday, July 30th? Padres are going to be playing the Twins. And so it's going to be a super fun time. I, we know that it's expensive out there to try to take your family out and have a good time. So this, you know, this is a way for us to give back to you guys, help contribute, get you out of the house with your family or just with your loved one. Go sit under the stars in the glorious San Diego weather. Enjoy America's pastime and then stay afterwards. We've got a concert, Q&A with the players, Christian musician in, uh, from San Diego, Phil Wickham. It's going to be a great time. Here's all you got to do. Call 888 888- Three four four eleven seventy eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Be the fifth caller, and then you're going to win a, a pair of tickets. And uh, DJ Potato Skins is going to take your information and get those tickets and make them make them available to you. We're going to take a little break, and we come back. Yeah, I got to share with you the latest from Al Gore. AK. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Super excited just now to uh, congratulate Kathy on winning the two tickets to the Padres uh, game on July 30th this coming Saturday. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Well, I'm excited for you. Um, I got to ask, are you like a big baseball fan? Or are you like me? And it's just really about just sitting outside in some nice weather and hanging out. Well, I do love the Padres, but mostly I love the ballpark. It's fun to go there. It is. I think it's the best ballpark anywhere. And I've even been to the, well, I say that even though I've been to, like I've been to a lot of ballparks, Kathy. (laughs) The only other one I've been to is Wrigley Field, I think it is, in Chicago. So um, anyway, well, congratulations. And I hope you have a wonderful time. Thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you so much. Take good care. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Um, uh, it makes me want to go to the game on Saturday. Have you been? You only you only go to them. Uh, who is it? What team do you root for? Uh, the team, the Dodgers. Uh huh. We didn't have baseball growing up where I'm no, from. No, but I've been to Petco many times. We got a great park here in San Diego. Yeah. And again, even if you're not a big baseball fan, just to be able to go there and eat some food and oh, you know yeah. mingle with your family, it's a great time. Yeah, it's it is actually just a, a wonderful ballpark, and there's lots of parking around there. It's just a great time. So I think we might be giving away one more pair tomorrow That's night. What little birdies are telling us. Yeah. So uh, you got one more shot, I believe, tomorrow night. Okay, so, oh gosh, I was supposed to talk about Al Gore last segment. (laughs) I decided to give away tickets. He's back. (laughs) Instead. Oh my gosh, Al Al Blowhard Gore. I mean, how is this man even getting any attention at the height of his movie Inconvenient Truth? Which was all wrong. Of which nothing came true. This man had a, a carbon footprint that was absolutely beyond gross okay you could google the uh images the google earth images of the square foot that he lived in by himself i think this home was something like fifty thousand square feet or something i mean the hypocrisy with this man is absolutely off the Him charts and John Kerry must be besties oh absolutely um but yet here he is again and and not only is he continuing to push the climate change hoax but in it, it, but in the vein of the Democrats, the real war, as I say over and over and over, the real war for the future of this country is through the children. And it involves the classrooms. What does Al Gore and climate change have to do with the war on children through the classrooms? Well, let me explain. They are so demented, the left are, in pushing at demented uh, in pushing their agenda, an agenda that they know the American people don't want, which is why they have to lie. They can't be honest about what their agenda is, which is to transform America from a constitutional republic to their communist utopia. They have to lie and they have to obfuscate and they have to manipulate the hearts and the minds of the American people. And well, they yeah, have to, if, they, if they told the truth, Andrea, nobody would go for their policy. Nobody would go for it. And they're so demented that they're willing to exploit and destroy, on top of destroying, the most vulnerable amongst us, and that's children. This man had the audacity to say that if you are a climate critic, you're no different than the 400 Uvalde law enforcement officers this is a sick that absolutely depraved that he would say that those of us who recognize the hoax that has been the climate change phony crisis agenda to compare us to 400 officers or those who stood in the hallway listening to children scream to compare us and don't just take my word for it here's here's him saying it uh skins clip one you know the climate deniers uh, uh are 
really in some ways similar to all of those uh, almost 400 law enforcement officers in Uvalde, Texas, who were waiting outside an unlocked door uh, while the children were being massacred. They heard the screams. They heard the gunshots and uh, nobody stepped forward. And confronted with this global emergency, what we're doing with our inaction and failing to walk through the door and stop the killing uh, is not typical of what we are capable of as human beings. How dare you? How dare you try to shame me off the backs of those dead babies that were left slaughtered by weak, cowardly, phony, alleged men. And he spit in the face of every single one of those families. Yes, he did. First of all, it provides cover for them. This actually isn't a critique of Uvalde police officers to try to equate somebody who questions their climate science crap. That completely diminishes what the Uvalde police officers did which was nothing for those children. Aaron Dondo on the phone, they all lied afterwards. It was a cover up by all of them, pretending that they thought that he was barricaded, pretending that they didn't know the children were in there, pretending that the door was locked, pretending they had no way in, pretending that they had no cover via shields. Complete cover up and lies. They did stand in that hallway and listen to the screams of children and knew that they were being slaughtered and did nothing. One of the most horrific things that I can remember happening in my lifetime and to com- and, and, and to equate those of us that are bring some rational thought and some common sense to the climate change phony crisis that's going on to equate it to that shame on you we all have to answer to the Lord when we when we pass away I am glad that I don't have to answer for these evil depraved communists that care so little about children that they will exploit them for power. And that's what's going on. And part of the way that they're exploiting them, they're exploiting them through uh, wanting unfettered abortion. Same people, same people. Pretending that they care about those children that were slaughtered, they didn't care about them any more than they care about the children that they, that they think should be slaughtered post-birth at this point. Just like they don't care about children as they seek to recruit them into transgenderism. I want to play. Uh, I want to play one clip for you. Um, each one of these is worse than the other. Um, here's a teacher. They, and, and the left wants to tell you that they're, that this is just about protecting children for, from who they, who they're claiming to be in the classroom, that there's nobody trying to indoctrinate children. There's nobody trying to recruit children into transgenderism. That's a lie. That's a lie. Skins, please play clip eight. Okay, so it took a couple of days for me to make this TikTok um, without crying because that's what I do. Um, please ignore the dog bone crunching behind me. Anyhow, um, one of my students uh, felt safe enough to share his pronouns with me. And when he did so, once the class knew that I knew, they all switched pronouns. They're second graders. Like, I'm torn between being really, really happy to be a safe space and just absolutely furious that an entire group of second graders has to keep this secret from not safe people. Wow. Um, You're not a safe space. You're a predator of children. You're an absolute predator. This is why we need cameras in every classroom in this country. 
the safe space are their parents. And I get that not every home is, is safe for children. We know that. We understand that. But this is, but you do not take parental rights away. And, and uh, I'm almost at a loss for words because I'm so angry. This is uh, proof. Second graders are what's um, seven years old, maybe eight years old in, in the second grade. This just goes to show all she's doing is exposing the reality of a couple of things. First of all, that they're the predators. Schools are not safe for children. They're hiding things behind the parents' back. Again, another running theme for tonight is that if they knew that their agenda was appropriate, if they knew that what the left wanted was not only appropriate, was right for America, if they knew that America, that um, they weren't the fringe and that America supported their agenda, they would need to hide it, right? They would need to lie. If they, if, if this school teacher in the school was the safe space, they would need to hide it from the parents. This is grooming. This is absolute grooming. They know she knows the second grade little minds are malleable. That's why she's proud that she pushed her crap on these little children and they all wanted to join her. This is this is such child abuse. The corruption of little minds. It's absolutely disgusting. So they go so they go younger and younger and younger to try to recruit. And then once they get them recruited, then they begin the push to mutilate their bodies. There was some kind of form that was taking place in L.A. And I want you to listen from um, a supposed gender specialist admitting um, what they do uh, to uh, 12-year-olds in the form of gender affirmation. Skins, please play clip five. But, so what we do know is that adolescents actually have the capacity to make a reasoned, logical decision. And here's the other thing about chest surgery. If you want breasts at a later point in your life you can go and get them wow um first of all we do know is that adolescents actually have the capacity to make a reasoned logical decision um skins uh, when you were 11 years old um were you uh, capable of making a permanent life decision involving your body no that's what that's right that's why children are not allowed legally in the United States of America to make life-altering decisions, at least not until the left decided to justify the mutilation of children, right? This is why children cannot walk into a storm by alcohol at 11 or 12. They this can't is, vote. They can't vote. This is why children cannot go into a doctor's office by themselves and go, hey, can you cut out my kidney and sell it on the open market or go in to see a doctor for any reason? Children cannot go and decide they're going to get LASIK surgery. They cannot go and decide um, that they're going to go and get a tattoo. Might seem far-fetched, Andrew. But I'm just going to say it. they can't join the military either. There's all kinds of decisions that children are not allowed to make because they're not capable of making decisions. That's why they're not adults. They're in growth mode. We know that a brain is not fully developed into adulthood until the age of 25. They know this. They know that over 90% of children that go through puberty, that believe that a mistake had been made with their gender, over 90% no longer feel that way when they're allowed to go through puberty. So many people struggle. It's it's completely normal. Normal is to feel out of sorts with your body in the tween years. Normal is to feel awkward. And children deserve to have adults around them to help navigate them through that and learn. It's a part of the, it's a part of the mental and emotional growth to learn to love yourself in spite of awkward phases that you go through, that it's a part of development. In, in, in our, in our generations, this is what your parents guided you through. 
You know, whether it was you had to wear braces and you were the first person in your me, I was the first kid in my class that had a chest. I had to I had to learn to adapt to that. Every kid, almost every kid, has something, that, some awkward phase of their life or some challenge in their childhood, and it's a part of growth to learn to accept that, to deal with it. It's what helps you grow into becoming an adult. You're not an adult yet. This is the sickest, most depraved. The Democrats, you're sick. You're depraved, preying upon children for your power. And let me tell you something. It's not the same thing going, oh, just go buy some breasts later. Really? You must not understand science and what breasts are and what breast material are. And oh, by the way, when I've had mammograms done, they always ask you, you know, if you have implants. No, I don't. Great, I've been told, because you have a history of breast cancer in your family, and it's a heck of a lot harder for us to try to find the cancer if you've got implants, and that's what's involved in buying breasts. And by and another aspect of buying breast involves all the different sicknesses. I know so many women that got breast enlargements and breast enhancements in their 20s, and now they've got to have them removed, replaced, or so, because they've had all kinds of health issues as a result. This is the worst kind of child abuse because it's the guys that's it's done under the guise of wanting to help children. Yeah, and it's anything but. It's horrible. It's horrible. And you parents out there need to wake up. Stand up for your kids. You need to yeah, you need to stand up for your kids. Oh, how, there was some video that went viral today. How do how do parents of transgender children do a gender reveal? And then there's this video of this couple and there's this little girl who looks like she's 2 years old in a pink jacket and, and pigtails. And the parents do some thing, they're jumping all around in the background and they do some big poof of blue smoke and then they start hugging each other, jumping up and down, completely ignoring the little 2-year-old girl who's standing there in the pink jacket. It's like the kid had no idea even where she was. I mean, it was like she was a two-year-old Joe Biden. She's got no idea where she is or what's doing, and the parents are all jumping all around, and you can tell that this kid probably last week wanted to be a snake, and this week wants to be, you know, a boy, and now they're having some gender reveal. I almost cried for that baby today. What we're doing to children in this country, let me tell you, this is, if we don't, this is, if you're going to vote over one, um, well, I don't want to be single issue voter. I don't want to push single issue voter. It's a, big, it's a big deal. It is because this is really the future of our country. Because we, I mean, we've already got Kamala going, oh my gosh, people are getting, women are getting pregnant every day. This is issue. We don't have enough good people having babies in this country to overcome this. They are going after our children because that's how they're going to change this country. Doesn't China have a policy too? You can have one child? Yeah. I don't think they've changed that. I don't think they've changed it. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if they tried to get something like that over here as well. We, we've got to save our children to save America. We've got to save our children to save America. All right. Oh, gosh. That, so do I want to come back with another story about Crayola? Do I want to come back with another story about how they're preying on children? About preying on children. You can't, even, you can't even go buy a box of crayons these days. We're going to tell you about that. Might as well. So come on back. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. So during the break, I was uh, cruising social media and I saw 
uh, Carol Burnett trending. And I thought, oh, my gosh, we didn't lose Carol Burnett, did we? Because I just love her so much. Um, but Paul Sorvino did die, though, today at 83. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. And um, now I guess uh, Carol Burnett's going to be in, uh, uh, do a guest appearance on Better Call Saul. Which is the final season. Which I love so much because Breaking Bad, when I, I never saw Breaking Bad when it was when it was originally airing because I just didn't think it was my concept. And somebody that I trust finally was like, you, you will die. You must watch this. And let me tell you, that is the best TV show that's ever been made in the history of this country. Do not argue with me. And it's so good that one time last year, I went home on a Friday after the show and did nothing but watch that because I, I, it was season four and I was like, I have to get to the end of the season because I will die if I don't find out what happens at the end of the season. It is that gripping. The acting is amazing. The script is amazing. And then, of course, the characters, which is how I ended up now being equally obsessed, not equally, but Better Call Saul is amazing. I promise you I will watch the show. My, my two favorite TV shows of all time are MASH and 24. I never saw 24, but I thought MASH was amazing. I love MASH. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just such, such highbrow humor. Oh, really Um, it is. um, And which, well, I say that it sounds so elitist. What I mean is uh, there's... There's people that love it's clever. There's it's clever. There's people that love slapstick in your face humor. Then there's people that like something a little bit more, you know, thought provoking. There's just different types of humor out there. Um, anyway, um, I um, I don't think I have time to get into what I was going to talk about um, because now I want to talk about Goodfellas. Paul Sorvino did pass away. Great movie. Uh, he was in fifty. Mo- he was in fifty movies, but I think he's most known for Goodfellas, which I have to say is my my least favorite. When I heard Carrot Sticks, if you're listening, I heard Carrot Sticks say today that he actually enjoys Goodfellas more than The Godfather. <gasps> I know. I was shocked. No. He did. Are you are you punking me? I am not punking you. Carrot Sticks, if I heard you wrong, wow. call. Wow. I, no, I, I don't even want to hear from you. Sticks, I don't want to hear from you if you are there going to call in <laughs> and tell me that Goodfellas is better. In fact, I cannot. I've seen Goodfellas. There's movies that... I love and so much that it's a drop the remote moment and I got to watch it every you time it comes about. on. Um, I, that's a movie that I, I can't, if it's on TV, I have to change the channel because it's nails on a chalkboard for me. I can recognize the first what time. What about I, you not like? Well, I just, I feel like it's, it's trying too hard throughout the whole thing. To be I, the Godfather? I, I, well, just in general. I just, kind of like Casino is another movie like that for me. I just feel I like the, char- that the characters are just so overwritten. The storyline's overwritten. It's trying too hard. From Ray Liotta to Lorraine Bracco to just every character, Joe Pesci, it just seems like it's it's just trying too hard. It didn't, it doesn't, It's it didn't have the subtleties of what I love so much about The Godfather. So much of what was brilliant about The Godfather was the complexity of the characters. They oh, weren't very complex. They were so multidimensional. They were not so so straight up in your face. Um it was just like trying too hard with some of the with some of the violence. It just it, it too it's just it's it just not the same for me. Um you email me andreakshow.com. Are you good fellas? Or are you Godfather? Or Godfather here. Or do you or do you think that they're both equally good? I can't believe I'm ending on this note. Sorry, Sticks. <laughs> I don't want to hear from you, Sticks, if you're gonna call tell me good fellas is better than the Godfather. Good night. Love you all. Peace out. Three stars.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.